I think uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a voice, you know, in my position. Uh -huh. um, I have right. a voice which is beyond that of just uh, the royal paraphernalia or the regalia. It is, uh, it's a voice which is very, you know, rooted in, in India. It's rooted in, in uh, rural India. It's mm. rooted in nature. It's rooted in, in it's very earthy. It's very Indian. And uh, I'm very, very, uh, you know, nationalistic and uh, I have very, very strong mm -hmm. sentiments for our Indian culture and for my country. So all of that is, it's, it's not living in an ivory tower. Welcome to the Absolutely Right Podcast, India's first graphology-based leadership show. I'm your host, Aditi Sarana. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high-performance coach, and founder of India's first mental and emotional gym called APT. The website is aptmentalgym.com. As you can tell, I'm super excited to start our new podcast season three on our 202nd episode. Our special guest on the show today is Maharani Radhika Raze Gaikwad of Baroda. I met Radhika a few years ago in Baroda and since then I could tell that she is a queen who would want to make statements. She wanted to rebel, break norms, really stand by things that she believed in, something every independent woman would aspire to do. Radhika is a textile exponent, a craft conservationist and one of her projects that actually brought 700 families during the lockdown to stability was to help the artisans when they were struggling as they had lost their business during the lockdown. And someone who believed in supporting the heritage art as we speak about in today's conversation too, she is very very passionate about what she believes in. Currently, she manages Chimna by Shri Udyogale, where she has been working with many women to make sure that they do not leave their heritage and still continue to be financially viable. To quote her, she says, Sometimes people just assume that being a queen is wearing a tiara, but the reality is far from sparkling. As I analyze Radhika's handwriting, you will discover some interesting personality traits about you. So make sure that you keep your handwriting sample next to you and find the handwriting strokes that can reveal a great deal about your own thinking, behavior and personality. Hi Radhika, welcome to Absolutely Right. This is the third season of our show and we are in like this, this episode is 202nd episode. I cannot tell you how excited we are to have you as our opening guest for this particular season. Welcome. Thank you so much, Aditi. It's actually a very exciting session. I'm looking forward to it. It's something like I've never done before. And I know we've been speaking about <laughs> this for a long time. Uh, and I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. So the part of the the show or, you know, how we base and use graphology as our main key here is we have asked Radhika for our listeners to understand the process, write a handwriting sample on a blank, which is unruled sheet of paper. And she has written two paragraphs. One is a print, which is disconnected writing. And another one is a cursive writing sample. In both these cases, so many handwriting strokes are similar and many are different. So the whole combination will depict her personality. And I'm going to walk in, talk about what kind of personality Radhika has. Before that, Radhika, please tell us something about your work and uh, some amazing projects that you're running currently. Uh, so, um, like you said, my name is Radhika Rajagaikwad. I live in Baroda. I am married in the royal family of the Gaikwads. I live in the largest private residence, perhaps in the world. 
Um, I'm involved <laughs> in multiple projects um, and trusts, um, one being the Maharaja Fateh Singh Museum Trust, which uh, houses the, the finest and the largest collection of Raja Rai Varma paintings. Um, I'm also deeply involved wow. with Maharni Chimnabai Sri Udyogale, a vocational training, one of the earliest vocational training centers in the country, started way back in 1914. And we work actively with women, um, skill building. We have now included our, uh, our reach to uh, LGBTQIA, uh, as well as our wow. um, Yes, so, uh, you know, a lot of projects um, are, we've, to keep up with times with my personal passions and interests um the the course of you know the ngo has also evolved um, and uh, these are my two pet projects i'm also in the process of documenting all the possessions and uh, in the in the luxury villas palace like i said it's the largest private okay. so a lot of priceless treasures and uh, we are in the process of documenting it so the last four years, it's going to probably take another four years. So um, also I'm involved in reviving yes. textiles um, that were, you know, part of the family. And there was, a, you know, so I'm working also on reviving and working, bridging uh, the gap between uh, artisans and the end consumer. So we were, uh, we had, you know, your handwriting when we were discussing even before this conversation. I'm in Kudu right now and I'm sitting almost on the edge of my cottage uh, and you might hear a lot of surround sound effect here, but just bear with us, the internet and everything. We are trying our level best. Now, when we look at your handwriting sample and when I see specific strokes, one thing that, is, uh, that stand out for me is when I look at your lowercase letter T, the horizontal line in the letter T is placed towards the top end, which means when you are forming this letter, uh, the T bar is one going to slightly to the right and it's also in closer to the top end. Mm -hmm. That means that formation means that every time you think about your future, you think about it at least five, seven, if not 10 years down the line. And doing a project is not only about doing and fixing a problem, which what you can face right now, currently, but looking at it from a, a perspective that how would it affect the next generation or what can you do in a long run? What can you contribute here that would change the way people live after, say, seven years, 10 years or even longer? And that has, I, I call that trait as a trait of a visionary. Do you see that in your behavior, Radhika? Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a visionary, but I do always think, um, I always see about the impact it will have in the long run. So um, whether it's mm -hmm. it's the project of documentation or, you know, which is entirely to a safeguard and catalog uh, and, uh, you know, preserve the, mm -hmm. the legacy uh, that, uh, you know, I am living in or, or uh, you know, uh, I am a uh, caretaker of, or whether it is uh, to do again with right. where we are, you know, the projects are really long-term that uh, benefit. Yeah, for me, it, it's not about uh, instant gratification at all. It's really looking for. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of contrary to how most people now think or, you know, how the social media is training us to be. Uh, whatever you're doing, you must see the results. You should follow the trend. You have been the trend 
uh, setter instead of a follower. Can you give us an example of why you say that or why, why, how you have done that in the past? Oh, trend setter. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in, in, I wouldn't say, but I think uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a voice, you know, in my position. Uh -huh. um, I have right. a voice which is beyond that of just the royal paraphernalia or the regalia it is uh, it's a voice which is very you know rooted in 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 india it's rooted in in uh, rural india it's mm. rooted in nature it's rooted in, in it's very earthy it's very indian mm. and uh, i'm very very uh, you know uh, very very uh, nationalistic and uh, i have very very strong mm. sentiments for our indian culture and and uh, for my country so all of that is it's it's not living in an ivory tower so in, in there right. is, yes, I, because I grew up, my father's an ice officer. I grew up, uh, you know, completely in a, in a regular environment. Uh, yeah, in a working class environment. Um, I worked as a journalist. So for me, I've had a very, very grounded growing up. So uh, yeah, so in that way, it's not been a stereotypical life for me. Then the choices that are made and the kind of uh, projects that I have decided to back um, mm. or the LGBTQIA or if I stand with them or if I, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's overwhelming sometimes for them as well, because it's mm. not something they would expect, you know, it's one thing that you see, you know, it's, it's, it's more so for people here because they see me as a queen. I mean, I don't see myself right. the way they do, but for, so for them, it is always a little bit more overwhelming because they don't get this kind of acceptance from most people uh, and they wouldn't expect right. it from the royal family. So yes, in many ways, mm. Um, or I've I've also taken up cudgels with uh, with the establishment when it's come to you know the, their decision to bring down buildings or or, or 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 build structures near an old historic monument so things like that so yeah I don't hesitate to speak my mind um, and uh, yeah so in that sense yes perhaps I have been slightly rebellious. <laughs> sure. Uh, and I also support that graphologically when I look at your signature, two specific things that stand out. One is um, the end part of your signature is a line that moves up in the air and okay, the extension, the, the last letter E uh, becomes like, uh, you know, like that, like a, I would say tail that is moving upward and stay that stays there. Now, if I look at that formation, that means somebody who is assertive, who would say things for what she believes in, but most importantly, can hold the attention even if things are going opposite, against, or even the authorities or anybody for that matter is opposing you. And uh, we might not know many stories like that because you would do that in your stride and never speak about it, being the introvert that you are. But the stories are there and there are so many aspects where you have definitely gone against the current. Radhika, over to you. What questions can I answer? Uh, I want to I understand when you said I'm an introvert. Hmm? Explore that for me. Sure. So most people understand introversion as someone who's a shy person or who won't speak much. But true definition, according to Carl Jung of introvert is about someone uh, who gains energy by spending time alone who would not necessarily need people to surround them to constantly feel complete and in that sense i would call you an introvert the graphological trait here is the handwriting that moves to the left side but your signature 
that is very large in in its own way uh, makes you a very talkative person in public uh, which means you can hold conversations you can you know uh, address a crowd communication has never been your struggle especially in public but as an introvert when you stay with people for a very very long time you need to have time off and you need to recharge yourself by being alone and that alone time that time where you are being yourself or you are uh, thinking about something or sometimes not doing very active and stimulating things is the time where you thrive and recharge yourself and then you're ready to face the world that's absolutely true mm-hmm. on a show if it is absolutely true we call it absolutely right because absolutely that's the name right <laughs> <laughs> okay yes that's true that is so, quite true in my case radhika i would like to interrupt our interesting conversation and take a short break if graphology fascinates you as much as it fascinates me or now even radhika then do listen to our next segment called stroke of graphology now when it comes to graphology can you rely on graphology or handwriting analysis to know how good a listener you are absolutely right you can know that looking at a lower case letter e look for a handwriting sample where you have written couple of lines where you can find two or three variations of your letter e a good listener who puts his heart into ears by listening to other people their problem their challenges patiently will have the e loop open the knot in the lower case e will be completely open you can see through the knot whereas if you have that knot tight squeezed without letting any air pass through it that means you are a selective listener before people finish their sentence you already know what people are talking about you jump from one conversation to other and so many times you show as if you're listening to people when you're already thinking about things that you would like to do otherwise if you have found the listeners eve then congratulations you can build on your listening skills and take it to the next level if you have the selective listeners eve then today's coaching tip will come handy and you can start practicing it right away did you find that handwriting stroke in your writing or someone else's writing if so then share this information with that person or anybody who would love to know more about human behavior and analysis let them know how amazing and accurate the subject of graphology is now let's continue our conversation with our guest over to you okay so what happens is when i'm working as a leader i um i i'm not very good at putting pen to paper so mm-hmm. i have a vision but i don't always have a a a, a map on how to get forward okay. you know i'm not able to um build on a on a you know step by step phase i'm not good at managing that mm-hmm. so how, how how does that work how can i help myself get more efficient and effective okay now the most interesting part of work that you enjoy is the intellectual complicated problem solving if yes. people feel threatened by it you thrive on it now that is the best part and that's the most challenging part and i'll tell you why uh when somebody is driven by uh challenges and you know stimulation then the stimulation gets over as long as you find the solution for the problem and this is a space where you require someone where you can delegate that work to yeah 
Now, you do not pay attention to that, believing that I will be able to figure it out or I do not require people to do it. Or obviously, if I have clarity, I should be able to execute it. That is your expectation from yourself. But the challenge here, the problem here is when you uh, look at that solution, when you look at that uh, final answer that you have found, you lose interest around 50% into the project. And there has to be something even more challenging for you to gain that interest again. So what we need to do is we need to break the project into multiple parts when you begin the journey. Instead of saying that my objective is to only find the solution, what if you break it down in three or four stages and every stage becomes an independent challenge to deliver. Having an accountability partner could be one of the best ways for you because no one generally holds you responsible. But if you give somebody a method, a system to evaluate your performance or your work, that would that would come handy because you want to learn the fastest and most effective way of executing something. You must have other people who would constantly for that project, not otherwise, but only for that project, constantly keep giving you data and not opinion. I'm yeah. going to repeat this. For most people, other people's opinions are extremely annoying. But if people show you data or number or you know something that you can track yourself on, it becomes easier. I'll give you an example. On the, on the mental gym, we ask people, we give them a task and we ask them, uh, how, how are you doing in that one particular task? And people say, I'm doing good. And that good is such a subjective idea. And to break that, we ask them to map it. For example, instead of saying I will walk every day, you say I would walk for 30 minutes every day or I would complete 10,000 steps every day. Now, if you have that number that your uh, phone can track you for or your uh, watch can track you for, immediately you have another way of looking at it. The numbers will give you the truth and people's opinion won't matter. Absolutely. So you do require periodical, repetitive, personal reviews for you to get to execution. And I'm saying this for you because you're more creatively driven. You're more uh, driven by what we call in graphology, the upper zone, which is in ideation, in uh, problem solving, in finding uh, newer answers, which you have never done before. Those things excite you a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. You see, okay. I'm, I'm taking time because I'm actually jotting down notes as you speak. <laughs> okay, take your time. <laughs> Sometimes a new experience or a new challenge, um, you set yourself up for it. Um, sometimes you've planned it and sometimes it just falls on your lap. You know, these are uh, situations that happen like uh, when we organized the Garba and it was an overwhelming experience mm -hmm. for us when we did our first, um, first season of Garba in 2019. And it was the very first time we were organizing it. So it was a lot of pressure. Uh, people were wanting to know and see what the family, you know, brings up. And then we had the, you know, mm -hmm. the downpour happening. And so there was a lot of <laughs> pressure. And I, I couldn't sleep at night. And I, it was not like I was being effective. I was all over the place. So, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was a I, lot. I think I was there. I was there for the downpour one because <laughs> I heard so much about your garba. And I think around 50, 60,000 people come there, right? That's right. That's right. So it was a oh, my God. Very stressful. It was the very first time. 
but uh, you so i want to know how is you know these kind of experiences are going to happen in life um sure. <laughs> and uh, so uh, how does one you know brace yourself how is the best way that someone like me can be most effective or what are the measures i can take to you know ground myself at that point when i'm really freezing <laughs> okay so first of all when we are dealing with any sort of stress uh, for some people the stress is a bad idea for you it is not and for many leaders and many high performers i've seen it's not a bad idea what does it mean that they look at a stressful point and they know this is where i walk into the adventure of doing this otherwise you could have organized a smaller event everybody uh, in the you know smaller circle probably 3000 people would have shown up but you can't be okay with it so the stress that we are talking about here is induced by wanting to create something phenomenal something that is you know uh, people will remember something that is uh, memorable in so many ways now mm. that striving by itself is a good enough reason for you to tap into even when things are going wrong and i know it is easier said than done but when things are going off and they're not falling in place if we can take a moment to remember why are we doing it in the in the first place that changes the way we look at things like you know i've seen this with many parents especially mums if they have to uh, take the same efforts otherwise before they have had kids they're like oh my god this is too much of work why would somebody do that but the very moment they have the parents role given to them and the child wants something they work much harder because the reason uh, or their child's presence by itself is good enough strong enough reason for them to take all those efforts now the stress remains equal kind of similar in both these situations but having a stronger reason and having that reminder in your heart makes the journey slightly easier second point is you can choose to step away from the chaos for a moment at least when we get driven when we get stuck to the chaos or when we are pulled in multiple direction we cannot see things for what they are we get attached to them we get troubled by them we get triggered by them we get upset with them because we are trying to do our best and we are we had a great intent to begin with and most people most people when they work or they step into their uh, work projects also they want to excel and they want to do better than what they have done in the past but in the moment when all these triggers take over you have to find a mechanism to take a few steps back if that mechanism means writing your thoughts down on the paper you can do that if that mechanism means taking 2 minutes or 5 minutes or 20 minutes break to meditate in the middle of the chaos if that helps you that could be a way out if that uh, stepping away means uh, really going back and talking to a few people like you know we all have one or two people who are very calm no matter what we speak with them about or how how difficult our life is they are the the pillars they do not move easily talking to them and not necessarily discussing the problem but stepping into the calmness stepping into the clarity stepping into that mind space from which you thrive is important and if we do that on a regular basis doing it in a stressful time becomes even more easy but if you don't do it on a regular basis when life is not that hectic and not that chaotic suddenly doing it in the moment where you are on that on that battlefield becomes difficult yeah so i would say finding your way of say doing 10 minutes of 
mental fitness regime, whatever that regime is for you, would be amazing. Instead of not doing it at all and only expecting yourself to show up on the battlefield. We know you are the queen, but you know, little workout would help. <laughs> so, what do you feel would be uh, would make my leadership more effective? What steps can I take to be a more effective leader? Okay. Now, being a long-term uh, visionary kind of a leader, you think about starting point A and ending point, say. Uh, Z or sometimes you know that even like after ten steps, what would happen suddenly makes you super excited. Now it is unnatural for you, but I would highly recommend if you can spend some time breaking down the tasks for other people to catch up with you. And I know that would require work, and that is not the easiest thing for you to do because you're like, but if we can get to step ten, why to waste all this time? not because you can <laughs> you can uh, do that that doesn't mean other people can and if tomorrow you want to grow as a leader and you want them to start thinking in that direction uh, plan and create systems that can be long lasting as a leader your job is also to do that to empower them to become the decision makers yeah and right now i feel that is the most important area uh, for you to pay attention to because the team that you are nurturing right now requires more systems i can tell you that that is the the challenge at hand because you do not think in systems you think in experiences yeah. you think in creating impact you think in passion and you think about what all can i do how can i bring in all resources possible for this project so that the impact would be the most amazing impact we can imagine here now in that case systems do not have any space yeah you're right and i need help doing that because i'm not able to i think i jump systems <laughs> yeah and i think also you hate systems in many ways so to be able to create system so i learned something interesting many years ago as a difference between systems and structures now structures are non uh, sorry, structures are unchangeable they're rigid they are like verdicts so from uh, someone who says this is how it should be done because i am telling you to then there is nothing to learn nothing to improve nothing to engage with but systems on the other hand are ever evolving you do something you're like okay can i do it in a better manner can i do it faster can i do it smoother and then you think about a few steps that you can take care of these are like recipe writings you know some people are very rigid about their recipes and they're like okay only 30 ml and if i say 30 it has to be 30 whereas there are other people who use recipes as guidelines and as they go along they also have space for improvising if you start creating systems as games so that your recipes will become even more accurate every time you approach them then they won't be boring and they won't be intimidating you need that one person who's calm and you can you know who can you can voice um, yeah. sound that's my husband is that person for me so oh, how nice uh, <laughs> out like that otherwise uh, yeah see so no, th- a lot of systems for me so it's that's amazing because uh, you know i feel also another thing for you to embrace your yourself more or like actually walk into the high performance more is you should create the long term stimulations 
in a way already decided i'll tell you what i mean by that if the project is small you're not interested if the project is uh too big and it involves too many people you're not interested but in between there's a space where you think you feel so inspired that you cannot not do it if you pick up projects only like that you would thrive you know in so many ways right yeah. now there are some projects that you have taken because you should and you do not have clarity but you cannot let them go but you feel passionate about it so there is lack of clarity in those areas i would highly recommend sit down and actually create the the clarity board a mind map something that you truly wish to do something that you feel inspired to do yeah and if that inspiration is missing you can't pretend going back to authenticity you can't pretend so if you don't like something it shows on your face if you do not if you do not enjoy someone's conversation you might still you know make them feel little better by not showing that much but you wouldn't engage in that conversation or that project again now know that about you that you are not somebody who would do things because you must you would do them because you believe in them true yeah so please keep uh, you know create an environment i love this like uh, in my office i have four five pictures of some amazing people i respect uh, from maya angelo to bruce lee to uh, einstein and these people all of them are working in their respective workspaces and every time i look at them i feel oh my god they are at their best in this environment and they're doing creating some masterpieces so for me when i look at my work and when i look at them on a daily basis it reminds me to step into that mind space similarly you require your next not role model but the aspects that you wish to become what kind of radhika you wish to become 10 years down the line what kind of uh, research you think she should have done by then what kind of leadership she should have cultivated by then what kind of behaviors and an ability to deal with projects uh, you know large projects she should have learned by then create that list and when you create that list and when you keep looking at them in a specific manner you know that you have internal research projects on and that's very powerful as a tool uh, other people can only expect as much from you it is situational depending on what they need from you they cannot tell you what your best looks like but if you keep crafting your best possible version 2 years 3 years 5 years down the line you start cultivating that without any emergency without any demand without any external requirement mm. and i have seen many authors do that they write books that they want to read i know musicians who are so committed uh, that they want to address uh, their to their fan groups and fan base all of that they want to do but they also want to take their craft to the next level and that project internally is is so absorbing and so enriching that everything else around them becomes more romantic i have a feeling in a long time you haven't picked up those kind of internally challenging projects or tasks or goals yeah and that's why it becomes really difficult yeah i picked up so many other projects that i want to write a book which is somewhere now in the back burner because you mm-hmm. know there's so many other immediate projects that you take up because they are also very exciting but mm-hmm. that long term project has somehow got 
shelved so so going back to the the behavior pattern where we started the analysis from because you think long term in your case long term goals are very important if somebody wouldn't have been like that i would have said take short term projects and take short term research projects for you they won't be exciting enough when you have a long term idea that you want to build then you will really start weaving that whole idea together yeah radhika i would like to interrupt our interesting conversation and take a short break where we talk about a new segment called coach the coach i believe as a leader you must have coaching skills now many leaders know how to train others they do not know how to coach people around them you may wonder and ask me aditi but what is the difference a huge difference i must say the idea of training is built on an ideal standard process an ideal answer that you want people to achieve when you train somebody to follow a process you give them a process and expect them to follow the exact steps whereas coaching is about training people to become future leaders you actually give them tools ways in which they can make their own mistakes they can find their own systems they can come up with answers that probably you haven't thought about now in order to achieve that you will have to cultivate certain strengths certain skill sets and coach the coach is a segment for that today's lesson on coach the coach is the simplest trick of listening Most people break listening skills into many right things like making the right eye contact having the right posture asking the right questions using the right words paraphrasing what the person has said in the right manner so that they feel conveyed all of these things are supportive tools but as a leader when you're having a conversation with someone who is not as good as you are not at the same level as you are you understand their problem much before they have completed the sentence you understand what they're going to talk about before they have even articulated it and in order to solve the problem you move to the solution part of it most of the time you do not take interest in what they are talking about you do not pay attention in the way they are trying to articulate the problem as soon as you understand the issue you want people to move forward get to the next point and you just want to get done with it it's not as easy as that in an organization where people feel heard people grow much faster when they feel conveyed they take ownership of what they are doing when people feel that they have a space for apologizing for their mistakes they take ownership of the work that they do so as their leader or as their coach instead of trying to fix the problem take some time to understand where are they coming from be slightly more interested in what people are trying to say every leader must work on their coaching techniques and practice them on a regular basis this segment on the absolutely right is meant for you to actually build your skill set now let's continue our conversation with our guest so tell us more about this lgbtq inclusion like why you thought about it of course is what is the need of the hour but is it not uh, a difficult process to include them in the projects that you're running especially because they're traditionally run in a certain way yes uh, it is but uh, uh, i think even i have a i have a very very mixed group uh, that i work with within my organization and they they range from 87 88 to uh, to in their 30s and wow. uh, yeah and um, so everyone has their mindset and perspective but i think the idea is to be able to make a difference in society and uh, i think we are all very committed to that and uh, you know it began with women uh, you know 100 years ago because they were the marginalized sector but over time uh, things have improved for the women and uh, 
she is in better placed. Uh, right. The definition of marginalized has changed, yes. and now exactly. oh, wow. absolutely. And uh, it, wow. you know, the more I look at at, at the LGBTQI uh, community, the more I see that you know, in certain ways, now fashion is celebrated. It's very very new. Um, you suddenly see mm -hmm. this happen, but it's not, it's a one-off thing. It's not that you're really creating something sustainable for them. Uh, you know, you're not really mm -hmm. uh, creating a, a template where they are being accepted, where they are actually interacting with people to see someone in, the, in a magazine is great. You know, wonderful that the topic is being touched mm -hmm. upon that, uh, you know, that this is no more a taboo topic, but how does it really help? And what is the trickle down effect? That would only come if you actually uh, empower them and inclusivity comes from your, you know, from you. So uh, to normalize mm -hmm. it, which is if you bring them in your workspace, that can only happen if you first provide them the skill base um, to mm -hmm. make them work with you and, and at, at par with you, you know, so it's, it's, um, it's not as in a patronizing way, you're, you're actually giving them a platform which they are fully deserve. Of course, we had uh, Parmesh Shani, who is an author, and he spoke about this. He he's written a book, who was a guest on the show, and he's written a book about how we must have LGBT uh, community as part of our workforce. And if they get the economic freedom, if they get the status that they require and they deserve, is where we'll actually make a difference. So it's phenomenal that you are thinking and, and looking at it from that perspective. Thank you. Radhika, uh, you know, you work with so many people, especially women uh, who have were from a different strata of society. Did you feel that sometime talking to somebody or connecting with someone just transformed you as a person? Uh, I, I meet I meet extraordinary people very often, you know, and uh, okay. And they are, yeah, actually, because of a day-to-day -day life, it's just, for me, extraordinary is a person who is, is uh, who is passionate, who is, who is authentic, is, you know, a lot of people uh, in the field. And uh, for me, my biggest inspiration is my father. You know, I see him and he's my role model and um, his, his kind of passion and, uh, you know, the... Tell us I, more. Yeah. Tell us more about your father and why father. he inspired you. Yeah, he's a he's a wildlife conservationist, but he's he's okay. so um, passionate and idealistic about how uh, you know how we should uh, uh, care for our environment and uh, the flora and fauna and wildlife. That uh, you know he's it's 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 he's 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 one of those lone fighters who's done it all his life, wow. and he doesn't um, shy away from you know uh, saying the truth and picking up cudgels. Um, with whoever it may be, you know, mm -hmm. um, the establishment, the government, you know, corporate houses, mm -hmm. people, whatever, it, whatever is coming in the way or impacting nature, he, he stands up for it. So for me, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's writing his fourth book. Um, so for, for me, wow. these are very, you know, he's, he's an absolutely living inspirational person for me. So you kind of um, always... Um, you know, I, I always aim and aspire to be like that, though I'm nowhere close. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. And my mom is, is extremely spiritual and she just is this light-hearted person, you know, who's just... Wow. Uh, she's a chilled mother. Yeah, she's totally chilled and she sees, uh, you know, beauty everywhere and, and, and she can laugh at very, very, you know, silly, small things. <laughs> um, and uh, she can be one with anyone. She just uh, can wow. get along with 
anyone from any walk of life, any class of life, any age. So it's, uh, you know, I look at them and I marvel. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I have a lot of role models within, you know, uh, that I live around. I see my husband, Sam, and he's just so calm and collected, whatever the problem or whatever stress he may be going through, he's just, you know, so calm. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, so there are so many people I'm you know trying to look inspired like. by yeah <laughs> so nice I always think that that counting our blessings and and seeing the aspects that are amazing or aspects that amaze us in people is is a treat and it just like you can just go on and on and no matter who you speak with there's always something that you can derive from them and just being in their contact just by talking to them you feel enriched yeah but you know aditi it's a it, it's it's a gift if you can feel gratitude yeah oh of course feel not everybody can not, yeah not everybody can and for me one of the most joyous moment was yesterday when i was driving back home with my daughters and i you know i was just generally saying that you know every night i i, I thank god sleeping and i wake up you know, thanking. Uh, and, you know, Padmachar said that, uh, you know, she was basically, sometimes I can't sleep and I start uh, thinking and I said, what do you think about? She says, you know, then I think about family, friends and and then I thank the God. I said, oh my God, you know, it was so nice to hear that <laughs> a 15 year old child um, wow. can feel that gratitude when you wake up yeah. in the middle of the night. So it's, you either have it or you don't, but I, I feel very grateful to have that gratitude. <laughs> of course, of course. So when we were talking about your passion for culture and about, you know, how how you and your father also, for that matter, have been so committed to conserve it, to preserve it, to make sure that you keep in touch with it. For people on a regular basis, like me or other people who are our listeners who are otherwise in corporate jobs, what is the value and why we should and how we can uh, keep in touch with our culture and heritage? Uh, many ways to keep in touch. Uh, you know, a great way to keep in touch is most of us are now moving to urban areas, you know, but all of us right. have roots in have roots in some smaller town, in a village, in a, in a, in, you know, we all do. There is, we've all moved from a rural place to an urban place and we are bound to have roots. Um, and just revisit those. It's, it's mm-hmm. extremely humbling and, and grounding to go back to your roots, to, be, to see where your great grandfathers or your forefathers lived and in what way they lived and what, um, what from where they then rose to be where they are today you see the minute you are able to retrace mm. that you you're, you have connected with your past you have connected with a large number of people who are still living in that that way of life whether it's farming mm. whether it's it's you're a potter or whatever your ancestors could have been station masters it, anything right everyone's risen from somewhere mm. to be where they are today so if you're able to retrace of course, that of course. there is there will be a great sense of pride and understanding from where you come as a as a family as an individual as a society i think that that is one easy way of doing uh, of connecting mm-hmm. the largest income generator in india mm-hmm. after farming is is mm-hmm. craft and craft is the uh, is the repository of your culture. You see, they go hand in hand. So uh, it's, I didn't know that actually. 
yeah the second largest income generator in india so it is it's not just an object which you buy it it's been it's a been yep. a way of life uh, it's a uh, for for like i said the second largest segment in india it is a it is your a celebration of your culture it's it's a manifestation it's a, it's a physical identity to to every um, region uh, festival you know or what you may they are the most mm-hmm. eco friendly things it is a, you know to create craft mm-hmm. i mean used to, we have craft in school right it basically comes yeah, from yeah. to be sensitive enough and to to be able to use as many senses in creating something and when you create something mm-hmm. from the earth or clay or or you know cotton you're creating you're mm-hmm. you're just molding nature and they can oh my god more beautiful uh, than that you know and it's it's sustainable it's eco friendly and you it's something i think as every, and india has the highest concentration of craft in the world so where are we going with it so it's, it's and it's interesting when we travel abroad we look at the palaces we look at their heritage their culture or uh, you know the cheese making traditional style and they take so much of pride that we carry those stuff home and we talk about their culture more than we talk about our culture or how our artisanal work is done we we do not take any pride or do not take as much pride pride as we should we don't so, we don't unfortunately because it somehow shrunk to such a level you know craft has kind of become uh, is reduced and shrunk to to little islands which are uh, mm. you know now left in very very remote rural places true you are not seeing craft being created in your day to day life Yeah. in bay or delhi or baroda it's not that you're surrounded by it you're not going to see someone with a charkha or someone dying or or doing you know mm-hmm. block printing you're not going to you meet people or that in your life so that there has been such a segregation of societies yeah and it has got worse more and more and and so there's we've taken away the entire dignity of doing this craft they're not being paid they don't have those they're nameless hands yeah creating this uh, in in very very um, substandard conditions they're living in compromised conditions most of them don't have electricity ventilation fresh water they don't have access to education so you know and they're creating these beautiful crafts which but you understand that they're living in this condition and more so they are totally disconnected from what the city life is they have no idea how you in your bombay flat could use what they are creating since the last 10000 like dokra is a, is a is a thousand year old craft you know bell uh, bell metal craft but how can it be adapted into your lifestyle they have no idea so it's it's this disconnect is getting worse so it's no. very important to be able to bridge that what we need is someone to intervene and to understand what the uh, end consumer wants and how to take that craft in its pure form but to give it a, a a context that you would use it in you know so that craft instead of it just being a maybe a ganpati idol if it is mm. a, a door knob mm. or a hanger right. then you may you may find some functionality to it you see true true so, so it would be actually the the craft but in a way that a modern yes. urban crowd can yes. connect with use makes that, sense So Radhika, right. how can we know more about the work that you are doing with these weavers or in Sri Uttar? <laughs> well, 
Yeah, well, we we have a page on on, on the process of making our uh, website on Marni Chimna by Sri Udyogale. But um, yeah, we've uh, we have an, a, a social media page, Instagram Marni Chimna by Sri Udyogale. So all our um, events, which where we work with artisans or with uh, LGBTQIA and women, is we you know do put it up from time to time. And uh, yeah, okay. Thank you so much for joining us one more time on the Absolutely Right podcast, India's first graphology-based leadership show. With each episode, we will be talking about coaching techniques, graphology strokes, the conversations that are inspiring and takeaways that we will be learning from our guests. Every single week that we get to do that with people, we learn so much, we grow so much and I believe that is the same experience shared on the Absolutely Right community. If you want to continue your learning, you can join India's first mental and emotional gym called APT. The website is aptmentalgym.com. We are getting some phenomenal reviews from the participants who have been part of this journey. Every single week, they implement things that they knew are applicable, they knew they wanted to learn, but for some reason, they were not taking actions towards. If you need support like that, if you want to build a high-performance mindset, then Apt Mental Gym is the space to be. Let me repeat the website is aptmentalgym.com. I see you on next Wednesday with one more episode of the Absolutely Right podcast. Till then, happy writing.